Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Okay, hi, Greg McAfee here with The Greg McAfee Show. Uh, continuing on with the uh, business boot camp revival, and uh, I ended off last time with there are no, uh, there's no S's on this chest. Uh, there's no S's on anyone else's chest. Um, and by the way, there's no L's either. LRs, Lone Rangers. There's no Lone Rangers in our uh, business. Um, we have a team, and we have team effort. So um, nobody's a Lone Ranger. They need to get advice. They need to get help. They need to use the team for its strength. And uh, if you're going to try to do it alone, you're not going to get far. So uh, picking back up on this, um, there was a company back in 2011. Uh, they were doing $3.2 billion in revenue. $3.2 billion. Any ideas? Well, it was Blockbuster. Some of you... Um, some of you have probably been in blockbusters before. Now, you won't see them anymore. They're just about history. But they were doing $3.2 billion in revenue in 2011. They were doing a lot of things right. They were providing movies to people who... Um, that was the only source of movies in your home was a, a VCR, uh, which then went to a DVD... Um, and when Blockbuster first started, they actually would rent you a VCR player because not everybody um, had a, a DVR, um, I'm sorry, a DVD player or a VCR player. Um, so anyway, um, what's happening to Blockbuster? Well, while they were uh, while, while they were sitting around in a boardroom figuring out how long someone could keep their movie for, um, their competition was coming in and saying um, they can keep their movie forever as long as they pay a monthly fee. Um, so you know, you know, you basically know what took place uh, since Blockbuster bit the dust. A lot of competition giving people what they want. Now I want you to think about that in your world. Um, I don't think anybody is doing 3.2 billion in its sales. 3.2 billion in sales. Um, however, if you are, please call me. I will um, look to you for advice. But they were sitting in a boardroom and they were trying to figure out how to serve the customer better by allowing the customer to keep the VCR um, longer, um, the VCR tape longer. And uh, they, they were missing the boat on what the customer actually wanted. So I guess my question is, how many of you are continuing to do what you've always done or what dad did or what grandpa did? Um, I have, uh, you know, been fortunate to coach um, second generations, third generations. And uh, as long as the next generation has a plan to continue to change, grow, and improve, they typically um, 
are successful. Uh, but when they take over and they just continue to do things the way dad or grandpa or uncle Tom did, um, it's going to be a short run uh, for that generation because new companies are coming in, um, such as myself. Um, there uh, were almost 500 heating and air conditioning companies in the Dayton area, and I was, you know, I was in the lowest of possible ranks. <laughs> 274 bucks in a used truck, and uh, that's all I had. So I was in the lowest of the possible ranking of a heating and air conditioning company. I remember getting my first little red bold ad in the telephone book when telephone books were popular. But um, I started doing things differently than other companies. And I started um, thinking different than other companies. And I created a culture that took care of the customer first. And we didn't worry about what time we went out on a call um, we didn't close at 5 p.m. Uh, a matter matter of fact, years later, fast forward, which we'll probably talk about in this series, is um, we came up with eight to eight at the same great rate um, and dominated, literally dominated our industry in our territory because nobody else um, wanted to take the time to learn how to serve the customer better. And we did, and we dominated. Uh, we took a huge amount of market share from companies that had been around 30, 40, even 50 years because they were still doing things the way the other generation was doing them uh, for years. And, and we were basically blowing their socks off, which I love to do. So Blockbuster, um, they had a good run, that's for sure. Um they definitely thought they were invincible at one time, and so did Radio Shack. I mean, you remember Radio Shack? When's the last time you seen a Radio Shack? Um, how about Sears? Boy, this is sad. This is just sad. Um, Sears was like the mercantile for the United States of America. And where are they today? <laughs> That's sad. It's very sad. Um, they didn't know how to compete with Amazon. And they had the ability to compete with Amazon. They could have actually bought Amazon um, at one time and blew their socks off. But they probably looked at Amazon as, that'll never work. And I know a lot of companies uh, that we competed with thought, McAfee won't last. He won't last. He's kind of a maverick. He's out there. He's uh, He won't last. No way. Um Surprise, <laughs> we're number one. We're number one today in the residential market in, in Dayton, Ohio. Um, and uh, boy, look at Toys R Us. I mean, who would have thought that? Toys R Us, like the toy store for kids, right? And uh, where are they today? Um, and then you got JCPenney. Again, JCPenney and Sears was like the landmark of stores for the United States of America um, and beyond, really. And uh, J.C. Penney, I mean, that guy was like the guru of business and um, retail. Um, uh, many, many of the stores today have actually read the J.C. Penney manual 
and they abide by the manual, and that's why they're successful. Imagine that. Imagine writing a business manual, and 100 years later, other companies are reading it and following the manual and uh, being very successful because of the manual. And evidently, when you died, you die, and then the next generation of business owners, or however that works in big business, they come in and they quit following your manual. Where are they at today? Look at that. So I want you to think about Sears though, because Sears was just huge. And this was 2014. They were doing 36.19 billion in revenue, 36.19. Now, I want you to look at this. In 2015, they dropped $5 billion in sales. And then 2016, they dropped another $6 billion in sales. Excuse me. In 2017, they went from 36, three years later, to 22 in 2018, they went down to 16.7 billion. They dropped 20 billion in sales in four years. You say, how do they do that? They took their eye off the ball. That's exactly how you do that. I don't care if you're doing a million in sales and you drop down to 700,000, or if you're doing 3 million in sales and you drop down to 2.2 or if you're doing 10 million in sales and you drop down to 8 it you took the eye you took your eye off the ball and um um I'll be honest with you this year's been a little tougher for McAfee and you can say well we got the covid virus um you've got um what I talked about what I did in June um, being too outspoken on social media and being attacked by a mob. And, or you can, you can look at, um, the election year, election years are always different. However, if you're in the heating and air conditioning business and you're in a state or a city or, um, a county that has changes, multiple changes in weather, you're going to be affected by weather more than anything. Because in 1990, we were supposed to be in a recession. I just didn't know any better when I started in November of 1990. Again, this is our 30th year. I just went out there and worked hard and um, started achieving something. Um, but to go from 36 billion to 16 billion, a $20 billion drop in sales, what must have been going on in the mines? In the mines of the leadership at Sears. I don't know. I have no idea what they were thinking. They definitely weren't thinking. They weren't thinking how to compete with Amazon. That's the biggest deal. Maybe they weren't thinking how to compete more with Walmart. I don't know. But they definitely weren't thinking. But look at this. They had a 40-acre home of Sears and Roebuck the largest mercantile plant in the world at one time. In the world. you To dominate in a city is one thing. It's hard. 
And to stay number one is even harder. But to dominate in a small city is one thing. To dominate in a, in a large county is another thing. To dominate in a state is another uh, challenge. To dominate in the United States would be wow. And to dominate in the world. We're talking the largest mercantile plant in the world. That was Sears. Where are they at today? Why? Game over, folks. Game over. They stopped thinking. They they stopped serving. They stopped serving the customer. That's what happened. You know, our, our number one job is to serve the customer. And and uh, and not and I don't I don't mean by just answering the phone politely. I don't mean just by wearing shoe protectors. I don't mean just by showing up on time. Those are all great things, and you've got to do that. But I'm talking about serving the customer. I'm talking about coming up with ideas that um, how to serve the customer better. In other words, how to get in and out of a house, do a great job. Don't cut any corners, but get in and out of a house quickly. It's 2020, folks. Nobody wants you in their house long. Our, our installs are one day guaranteed. One day guaranteed. And our average install time for a complete system, and I say complete system in Ohio, it's a split system. It's an air conditioner or a heat pump outside um, with a gas furnace or an air handler inside. And we basically, most of our systems come with full accessories from uh, humidification to uh, air cleaner to um, surge protectors to um, air purifiers, um, sometimes carbon monoxide detectors, um, the, the whole ball of wax, eight hours in and out eight hours. Um, 80% of the time, sure. You're always going to have tougher jobs. You're always going to run into problems. And then you're also going to have cake jobs where you're in and out in six hours, but average is eight hours. People don't want you in their house longer than that. I'll be honest with you. It's their domain. It's their world. Um, even if they work from home, they really don't want anyone in their home. Okay. Um, you need to grasp that. Uh, we grasp that from day one. We, we want to get in, get out, move on next. That's how we look at it next. Um, so you've got some survival rates. I want you to think about this in the construction, um, service business world. You've got a survival rate and uh, 75% survival rate the first year. And um, that means, you know, 7.5 out of 10 actually survive the first year. 65% of those survive the second year. 35% survive the fifth year. So you're in your fifth year of business. You're, um, you're 35 out of a hundred, out of a hundred companies that started, you're number 35, uh, of the ones who survived, uh, the other 65, the other 65 out of a hundred did not survive. They're out of business. Um, they ran out of friends and family to serve and they closed their doors. They didn't know, they didn't know where to go from there. And, uh, again, that's where you've got to be extremely creative starting a business. You've got to have, first of all, you got to have a little padding 
<clears throat> meaning you better have saved some money before you go out there and put your shingle out. You better have saved a little money to live on. Um, and you better have the tenacity to make it happen. And it ain't going to happen working 40 hours a week. I'll tell you that right now. It's not going to happen in 40 hours a week. You say, Greg, how much time do you need to work? I don't know. But it's not. It's a lot more than 40 hours a week. Um, I, I can't give you a number. But I can tell you the average company, the average successful company that I coach, um, the business owner, uh, probably average, um, 55 to 65 hours a week, uh, they put in to, um, making their business successful. So the 58% failed due to lack of leadership. So let's talk about the, let's talk about the 58%, um, the 58% that failed. Um, first of all, I want you to ask a question to yourself. You need to go to a quiet place um, if you don't have a quiet place in your in your in your office in your business, um, go to a restaurant by yourself and get a back booth and just sit there, drink coffee, iced tea, whatever you do, and ask yourself why are you surviving? Why are you still around? Why are you um, still here when 65 out of 100 companies that started probably the similar year as you um, they're no longer here? So let's talk about that. Um, why, what happened to the 58% that failed? Well, they didn't hire the right people. They, um, they hired someone uh, either for less money per hour um, or they didn't take their time interviewing or they didn't take their time after they hired them. They didn't take their time training. Um, they were, they were out-competed. They had pricing and cost issues. They uh, did not understand how to price uh, their parts or their equipment or their labor, and they didn't take the time to learn. Um, folks, there are many, there are almost too many, there are many HVAC business coaches. There are plumbing coaches, plumbing business coaches. There are electrical business coaches. There are all kinds of different coaches today, business coaches, small business coaches that can help you with pricing issues. Um, they can actually help you with all these. They can help you hire. They can help you fire. Um, they can help you compete, and they can um, this this fifty eight percent that failed. They lacked a business model, and uh, they didn't have a business model. They didn't know what they wanted to do. They just thought they wanted to go into business and uh, start a business, and and go out there and and work hard. Um, but working hard is just part of it. Working smart is the other part of it. And you know, get some advice. Get some advice. Even if you started a business a year ago and you're struggling, get some advice. If you started a business five years ago, 10 years ago, and you're struggling, get some advice. Talk to someone who's been there, done that. Um, I'd never, I would never hire a business coach, and I've had a business coach all my life, uh, my, all my business life. I'd never hire a business coach that didn't um, have experience in business. Um, that actually, I want one who ran a business and who was very successful of it, at it. I want someone who ran a business and had some problems and they dealt with problems and they can teach me how to deal with my problems. See, that's, that's the kind of model I'm looking for. And for the most part, the, the business owners that I coach appreciate that. Um, you know, we, we've done between uh, 
300,000 a year to 10 million in a year. And we have models we put in place, business models, and we know how to do that. And uh, that's what I coach and that's what I help people do. Um, so you got to have a business model. You, um, you have poor marketing. Let's face it, when you first start, you can't afford to spend a lot of money on marketing and advertising. Um, but you can get in a lot of people's faces, even in the coronavirus days. You can get, you can get to people, um, whether it's social media, um, whether, it's, whether it's text, calling, whatever it takes. You've got to get in front of people. And you've got to give people an opportunity to know you're in business. And you've got to give people an opportunity to know what you do and that how much how much better you are than the competition, the company that they're using. Even from day one, in 1991, I would make hundreds of phone calls a day. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whenever it was, I made certain amount of phone calls. On the other two days or three days, I would go out and knock on doors. Um, and that, that could be a commercial retail doors. Um, but the phone call went something like this. Hi, I'm Greg with McAfee Heating and Air. Do you guys have a heating and air conditioning company that you use? If the answer is yes, I ask, are you satisfied with them? If they say yes, I'll say, again, I'm McAfee Heating and Air. If you ever become dissatisfied, please look me up. You know, 937-427-2888. If they said... um, no, we just moved in and, and we don't have a company. Um, can I send you something? You know, um, would you like to have a checkup where they're on sale right now? I mean, whatever it took to get in the door, that's what I would do. I had zero work, zero. So whatever I could do to get in someone's driveway, that's what I would do. And uh, so a lot of those phone calls turned into uh, small jobs, and some of those phone calls ended up turning into bigger jobs, installations, stuff like that. So um, your marketing is based on you. It's not just about hiring someone to do an ad for you. That's not what it's about. It's about you branding your company and getting out there. Um, I came up with like 10 different ways to um, market your business for free. 10 different ways Um, from phone calling to texting to social media is free to um, uh, posting your uh, business name with coupons in a grocery store. There's still grocery stores that allow you to put your name up there. I mean, there are all kinds of different ways. Um, They ignored their employees. Once they started hiring people, they started ignoring them. Um, and they and they uh, ignored their customers. I don't know what it is. Uh, some people start a business and they get just enough money to get comfortable and then they forget about their team and they forget about their customers and they're more worried about buying the next boat. If you guys are focused on, when you're focused on buying the next boat or RV or house or car or truck, other than work truck, your focus is on the wrong place. And... Uh, you need to get back on track. Um, you need to get back on track. Why are you in business? How can you stay in business and how can you thrive in business? That's what we're about. So are you ready to be a leader? Because leadership, 58% of the companies that failed were due to poor leadership. So if you are, stay tuned 
to the next Greg McAfee show, and we're going to talk more about that. But for now, carry on. Carry on.